Uh, welcome to Locker Pod episode uh, number 80. Um, the Daily Sports Science. Got Mark Dorn, uh, Clare Senior Football Coach uh, 2023 with us tonight. Daniel St. Ledger. Uh, Daniel's been on before, so is Mark as well. Uh, Daniel Madison, Sister Vessels, Dublin. So you're very welcome, lads. We're going to take a look at the quarterfinals tonight. Uh, not going to waste any time. I'm going to fly straight into it. Uh, just a wee bit of an observation here, Mark, before um, we turn in it. Obviously, you're involved with Clare this year. I'm just looking there. He's come up against Dublin and Derry and Cork and Monaghan and, and, and Kerry. So you should, have, you should have plenty of insights for us tonight here, even from a tactical point of view of, of those teams. But lads, starting with, with Dublin Mayo, probably people in, on paper would say this is a big one, uh, repeat of those sort of epic games of, of, of 2016 and 17 and the likes of that that put us through some, some seriously, seriously brilliant encounters. Different two different teams, uh, two different management teams. Uh, Daniel, you're obviously coaching in Dublin, and you probably have a bit of a ear to the ground as regards Dublin Dublin club football and the ins and outs of Dublin football. But just looking at the Dublin team here, Daniel, the last day, obviously their defence. McFitz, Merchant, uh, Brian Hard, Small, uh, obviously Dar Newcomb's quite a newcomer. Lee Gannon has been in the panel for a few years. Fenton McCarthy, Scully, Bulger, Baskill, uh, Paddy Small, Con Kilkenny. Still a lot of household names. Still a strong side. What's what's your views on them? Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's funny a lot. A lot of people up around here are saying it's the draw they wanted, you know. But I I think there's a nervousness around Mayo pure pure or sorry around Dublin about Mayo purely because Mayo are just almost unanalyzable at this stage. You know, it's um like I think Dublin are a fairly known quantity. Obviously, Mark would have known from playing in the league this year, like what what they're about, and it's they've been doing the same things with kind of the same set panel more or less for most of the league and for. The uh, the Leinster Championship, the the pre season competition, we call it, but it's been. I I think I think it's going to be an awkward setup for for Dublin to be honest with you because Mayo had been kind of sticking to their guns. That Conor Loftus at six, they had O'Shea fairly rigidly inside, and then kind of next day tore up the script pretty much before Galway in kind of typical sort of Mayo fashion. You know, it's it almost doesn't really make sense to kind of to to be sticking to playing the way you have been for so long, and then. When the shit hits the fan, kind of the pressure comes on. They almost go back to something James Horan esque, you know, which was and he, he like even even Doherty coming in as the sweeper and, and ending up on Comer a couple of times. Like there's just there's there's a certain amount of madness, and that's not news to anyone. But there's a certain amount of madness with Mayo that I think Dublin will find extremely tricky because you know like for for most of the year this year Dublin have been dropping off an awful lot of kickouts. They've been kind of setting up around the sixty five kind of fall defense that sort of stuff and. I I don't know. It, it it's Mayo could run into severe difficulty with that, but equally they could also blow them out of the water at the same time if they get if they're getting 70, 80, 90 percent of, of possession from kickouts. You know, I, I think Dublin are at their best when they're they're squeezing kickouts fairly high. I mean, I know it's a, a different kind of a, di- a different kind of element with the Leinster final with Loud, but like that that fifteen minutes where they put a high squeeze on Loud and scored whatever it was one eight or one nine yeah, in, that, awesome. in that time. Yeah, you know that that's when Dublin are at their best. I, I think I think. You know, that'll be the, the winning and losing of it, probably. I think if Dublin kind of go aggressively at Mayo, I think it might suit a little bit better. Like, there, there's an element that might, in your head, you might be thinking, well, maybe if, if Dublin take the sting out of it and play with control, tempo, and that kind of stuff. And I just don't think it suits them. I, I think they're better playing on the front foot, you know. But um, there's definitely a nervousness. I think there's a nervousness around around Dublin about Mayo. Yeah, and, and Cork, uh, Mark, they went after Mayo's kick-out late in that game, uh, the game that ultimately actually put Mayo into this position of having to go to Salt Hill and win last week. And, and Colin Reap went under a fair degree of pressure. Now, Cork have probably been one of the most impressive teams on the on the kick-out press that I've seen anyway in the last number of games. They're really, really aggressive. But from a Mayo perspective, would you would you agree with Daniel there, Mark, from, from Dublin's point of view? Have you seen anything different? Obviously, you come up against them this year now. I know it was earlier in the year, but have you seen anything that, that would make you think, you know, that they're, they're going to win this game this weekend? Yeah, look, it's probably, when you think about it, I would say there's serious, serious pressure in Dublin this weekend. They make no mistake. I don't think it's a draw. I think they, if they were handpicked, they wouldn't have won at Mayo just yet. Yeah. Uh, but you think Stephen Thompson came back in the Dublin panels, Paul Mannion, Jack McCaffrey, we know all the people came back in. Look, they only came back for one reason. It was probably because Kerry, there's a kick of a ball they felt with them and Kerry last year. So make no mistake, them boys came back. And I've no doubt Pat Gilroy had a big influence in getting them back, was thinking we're so close to winning that iron. Now, I would say the thought, as Daniel said there, maybe the nervousness or playing Mayo, this is a real test. I think Dublin's only played one Division One team this year. Yeah, that's it was right. Mayo, like 
played in Division One, they've had three championship games in Division One teams, and that will be a big stand. And plus, when you think like Mayo, even though right they were beat and carpet, but they've been battled, they've been tested. I'm not sure Dublin. Well, people say Roscommon maybe testing, but I still think when Dublin played Roscommon that day, they were in second or third gear into the last five or six minutes, mm-hmm. and then they cranked up through the gears and they got themselves a draw and probably should have won the game. So that way, I think Dublin's very untested. Mm-hmm. I'm just meant to see their team, what mm-hmm. team they put out. But I think they're serious pressure. Look, make no mistake. I think if Dublin's beat, that's probably the end of Desi Farr. Yeah, it's probably the end of Stephen Cluxon. Um, Manny and Jack McCaffrey will just be and maybe a few more so in that regards I think there's massive pressure in Dublin now I do if Desi Farn that no doubt this week will watch the way Cork went after Mayo's kickouts and even the way Galway like Galway done a serious job for 40 minutes even in the whole, most of the game Galway had serious joy on their own kick at a kick out and the Mayo kick out so look I, I don't think Dublin even though in times I have been dropping half bar the, the live game and they went in a massive press but I think Dublin will really go hard at Mayo just in the kick out of the Anley. You know the Anley's because in now the kick out. But yeah. if you're thinking, like, when Mayo, funny enough, I was just watching a wee clips of it the other day, I think it was 2021. Remember Dublin last at Mayo? That's right. They were beating them out to get 10 4 at half time, should have been 13 4. End up Mayo brought it back to draw and then mm-hmm. Mayo nipped them an extra time. And That's just right. watching the game, like, I and you, and you watch Mayo again, Cork this year, remember Mayo seemed to struggle. Again, a real structured defensive system. Mm-hmm. Even you think yeah. allowed something that's really structured. And even I think they all love playing a game when it's near chaos. It's a carnival. Yeah. It's man on man. It brings out the best of them. And I yeah. think Dublin won't want to go down that route, especially mm-hmm. early on. And I know people say, "Oh, Dublin's great in the front foot," but Dublin's probably the one team I think can play it any way you want to play it. Whereas I think mm-hmm. it doesn't suit Mayo. To play again a real structured eye of the night, no, like maybe a game of inches, wherever, whereas because I just think Mayo, the best of Mayo is when it comes to that chaos, it's nearly back to that James Horn or Stephen Rochford, it's chaos. We just go for it. I do believe Mayo are far better when they go for it. We bit even if you think back to the game last week against Galway, half time, first half, they were very, they were just very cagey, it didn't suit them. But the second half, they just came out the shackles off and they just go for it. And then there's one thing that does bring out the best in me always probably the Dubs, say the Dubs jersey. But I do think, even though I'm saying I'd be very nervous in Dublin, but I just think Dublin now have been bobbing along. And even they're sitting, it's very hard for me. They had a tough game last week. Yes, we, do, we don't think there's too many injuries, but that tough game seven days later from on a high on yeah. a Sunday night, to hear in the draw on Monday morning, you can say this and you feel like you know yourself you're up in a high to get mm. back down, to get back up again in yeah, seven definitely. days. Mm. It's very, very hard. And for that, I just think the dubs will beat them now. But mm. I think if the dubs tactically simply will, will go and try to play a real if they'll watch the levels they analyze and play a structure, structured defensive system, make yeah. it tight, won't want the game stretched. <laughs> I think if a stretch in it suits me, it suits the Mayo's. They make Brian oh, McLaughlin and these boys coming in, Tommy Conroy, the pace, and that where Dublin, I don't think they'll want to do that. But again, a lot of the pain that you couldn't predict Mayo starting 15 at the minute. No, and no, you probably couldn't. And you couldn't say there's Dublin starting 15, but I do think that week, Dublin sitting a week, mm-hmm. and yes, there'll be the nervous and all, yes, a lot of pressure on them. And there's serious pressure on the Dublin management team where maybe Kevin McStay, new management team, he's nowhere near under the same pressure mm. as what Desi Farn that isn't so there's probably it's a it's, I think it's a bigger game for Dublin, for Dublin. there's a lot more yeah. riding on it for Dublin a lot more at their players and I do think when it comes to the bit I think Dublin will just have a wee bit too much but look it's one game you can't wait to watch because you don't know what's going to happen exactly with three three twenty three three twenty three to naught eight at Dublin beat Sligo Mayo have come through, you know, titanic tussles against Louth, as you say, Mark. Uh, you know, obviously lost gnarly away to Cork. Went to Salt Hill with a lot of pressure on them last Sunday, obviously. And and dug out a 13-12 win. Daniel, from a from a coaching perspective, which, where would you prefer to be? Uh, obviously coming in with a two-week rest, um, you know, with, with a bit of work being done, or coming in with those hardened games under your belt, where would you rather be? 
yeah it's a bit of a it's a, it's a punch in the nose or kicking the balls like not, not neither are kind of ideal like I mean I'd be I I, I, I still am very nervous from a Dublin point of view that there's as Mark said there's been no test there's really been no test and I, I don't think Roscommon really was a test either Kildare wasn't a test that was sloppiness from from Dublin and when they came up against anyone with half of a, of a plan they, they, they struggled to get up through the gears you know yeah. Um, from Mayo's point of view like I, yeah, physically, yes, it's a it's a, it's a tough gig coming from that Galway game because that was attritional. You know, that was there was a lot of off the ball stuff. There was there was as we've seen floating around on social media, but it was it was a heavy, heavy, heavy hitting game. Um, I I'd probably prefer to be in Mayo camp. I I like I like coming up with 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 a lot of as we said, like a lot of tests under their belt. They've kind of they've gone to the well a couple of times and. It's that suits Mayo, I think. I think that hardship suits them. They, they love the misery of the whole thing almost, you know. And to be honest with you, I, I think Dublin could be could be a bit of a sitting duck. And like I, I, I agree with Mark. I think they will play structured and organized and defensively. And but I think it's a, it's not it's not in keeping with some of their players' natural inclinations. I think they have a couple of hounds who just want to get up and down the field and want to go and tackle and go and make contact. Like you look at Lee Gannon, look at at Bugler, like even in the forward line, the Basquez, Odell, depending who plays, they're a very different sort of team than what Dublin were maybe three or four years ago, and they're a different sort of individuals. So it'll be um it'll be interesting, but I, I just have a sneaky suspicion Mayo could come all guns blazing and if they can if they can keep a foothold, if they can keep a foothold until half time and kind of that energy that the crowd tends to give them, you know, if they can keep if they can keep in the game, I, I have just a sneaky little suspicion for Mayo. Yeah, my my I'm interested as to hear your opinion. Or we'll just give you a quick opinion before we call a winner. In 2012, Jim McGinnis said he studied hours and hours and hours of of footage of uh, Stephen Cluxon's kickouts. Couldn't see a pattern, that many different variations. And then obviously, you know, you hear all the stories of Cluxon more or less what I said to the Dublin players: just move and I'll find you. But when the town and country were dropping off Cluxon's kickouts, Mark, the one team that probably went after Cluxton was Mayo. You know, they they were the ones who were probably the bravest in the country at going after him. Now, this is not Cluxton in his prime. So you're sort of wondering to yourself how much of an influence is, you know, are they going to put a massive, massive interest or, or influence, sorry, in, in, in going after him early and going after him? high and hard because you know you have the likes of 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 Stephen Cohen and and Damer O'Connor in the middle there who can who can physically compete you know now it's probably not uh Brian Fenton's probably not playing the football he was playing Mark maybe five or six years ago like so you're thinking to yourself like if they go after him early and go after him hard could they get joy off this kickout? No they probably couldn't I would say look Stephen Rochford is now involved in yeah McStay's management team and he to be fair they really as you said went after Cluxon's mm-hmm. kickouts Look, there's no doubt Mayo will go after them, but I just from what I have seen of Mayo this year, and even thinking back to the Kerry game, Kerry went and played man to man on them. Just it was wide Kerry, and you never seen Kerry as open ever. Went and played man to man, and it suited Mayo just because of serious athleticism, pace, Ramonda, yeah. and yeah. whereas they've really struggled with Cork, Low, and I just think Dublin will cloud that space. And yes, we're talking about the kickouts, but Mayo, I think Mayo will go hard. After Dublin's kick out, but it wouldn't surprise me if Dublin bring and I've seen them doing this in the league two or three times. I watched them again till they're in the league. Now Cluxon wasn't playing this again till they're didn't play again until they're on their own kick at times. They had 13 men behind the ball, yeah. But what they actually wanted you to do, they wanted to suck people in because yeah. then if they won the break ball, it was a, you were never catching, yeah. So, and I remember even that day, Claire to the McPro Park, even though it was like in the last couple of minutes, and we went a massive press and the kick out. Because it was a draw getting the ball broke, and Jack McCaffrey and these boys, Lee Gannon, just bullets, mm-hmm. and it was serious pace. So it'll just be interesting to see even may all go hard on the kick out. And is that risk reward? I do don't be surprised if you see Dublin with 13 men inside their 50 mm-hmm. in their own kick out. Yeah. And it's nearly waiting. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be interested to see what way may all play that. Do they take the real risk and say, mm-hmm. well, we're gonna go in, we'll go or else do we lose if they don't win the ball? You know yourself, you'd rather be like a chase into a worst thing you can do again, Dublin. You'd yeah. rather, and a serious pace. But it's, look, it, there's so many wee tactical things that you're looking at the kickouts, yeah. what way Dublin will set up, what way Mayo will set up, even who's going to start in 15. But the kickouts will be a massive factor, and they are a massive factor. But it's one thing to be fair. Yes, they go after the kickouts, but Mayo are very poor in their own kickout at the minute. The breaking ball, they've been very, very poor. And I would say that's something they'll work on this week but you know yourself it's very hard to fix 
Sahan like that yeah. in the week, but I am a great believer in people say we break ball. Look, I think break ball comes down to two words pure want, and that's just that yeah. heart desire pure want. If you want the break, you'll get it. So, look, yeah. there's no, yeah. uh, it'll just be that, that battle will be massive. But I would say Stephen Rochford will have a big influence on the Mayo setup this yeah. year or this on, for this Saturday's game. Yeah. Or Sunday, just, just, just quickly, suppose from matchup perspective, obviously Mayo have lost Toshi Mulliner uh, to the compromise. Also, sorry, to the Australian rules. Obviously, a huge loss to defensively. Um, you know, the the brought in the likes of Sam Killen, uh, David McBrien, Jack Quine this year. Like Paddy Durkin, he's been favoured in a matchup role in the past. So, like you're still looking at a Dublin full four line, Daniel of Paddy Small. Con and uh, Kilkenny, you know, with Mannion to come in there, you know, as as a possible uh, substitute, or maybe he could start, you know, possibly as well. Like, but it's still a decent, it's still a decent full forward line. Daniel, how do you see that? How do you see Mayo coping with with that Dublin full forward line? Yeah, I, I tell you, I wouldn't be surprised as the end of Hessian started starting as well. I think he did well when he came in. I I think yeah. McSnay might go back to some of his older rivals a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I say McBrien will probably go on Con. I think that that's going to be a really interesting battle with that one, you know, because. Con yeah. is probably like he, he. I think we saw last year, you know, when the, especially in the Kerry Dublin game, Clifford played, Con didn't, and Clifford ultimately was the difference, you know. And, and I yeah. think Con playing or not playing is the difference between Dublin actually working or not working. You know, he's the fulcrum when he's not there. They they don't they don't really operate as fluently, you know. So I'd imagine that'll be a matchup that'll that'll take place. Um, I I'd say Paddy Durkin, you could be looking at possibly Kilkenny. I, I think he's pro- you're probably limiting him just to a man marking role. I used to feel the same about Lee Keegan. If you're getting Lee Keegan standing on the wing, marking Dermot Connolly, you aren't getting the best out of Keegan. But and it's similar to Paddy Paddy Durkin. You kind of want him on the you want him on the front foot, like you saw in the second half in Galway. You know, kick kick two monster scores. So it'll be um I, I think that McBride and 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 Conor Callan won. That could be the winning or losing of it for Mayo. Mm. I think if McBride can yeah. get on top of on top of Con, I think that is a huge huge bonus because. Paddy Small is nice bit of trickery about him all the rest of it uh, Kilkenny is you know exactly what you're going to get from him Mannion could be the outlier but I don't think he, he's probably where he was a couple of years ago either I, I think that is the key matchup for this whole thing and the, the other area I would say and and and, and we, we kind of alluded to it previously like I think if 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 Dublin give up kickouts to Mayo I think that's a massive win for Mayo because at the moment outside of O'Shea where are your big target men midfielders? You know, where where are you going to be winning primary ball? Like Jack Carney's been doing a bit of it. Um yeah, Jordan Flynn, but again, they're not your they're not your kind of traditional six foot four, six foot five midfielder. So um I I, I think I, I think that's going to be the, the O'Callaghan and McBrien one is massive. And then I know we're keep going back to it, but what happens on the kickouts? Because I think Mayo will struggle midfield if it's if it's more of a traditional long kickout game. Yeah, yeah. I'd be surprised if Dublin if Dublin don't go after them. Put you on the spot then quickly, Tony. Dublin or Mayo? Will you 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 think Dublin are one of the main containers, don't you? Yes, I do. I just think look, they were a kick of a ball away from Kerry last year. Con didn't play. I do think they're stronger. They have a stronger panel this mm. year, depth wise. Now the only thing would worry me is they haven't really been tested. Okay. This year, that's yeah. the only thing. But look, I would still think Dublin. You have still to remember. Mayo scoring one ten. Mayo haven't been scoring big. Dublin, I look. I just think Dublin just will have a wee bit too much. Yeah, Daniel. I, I'm hoping Dublin win because if they do, our last two league games are cancelled and we've uh, we've an injury list to lengthen my arms. So <laughs> I'm praying to God. I'm praying to God to win. But right, um, very good. I I have I. My my, there's a little tiny little part of me that thinks Mayo could slip it just because of of of. Dublin's lack of any kind of a test this year. I think Dublin will go hammer and tongs early doors, but if Mayo can, if Mayo can last that pace, I think, yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think so. Thanks very much, lads. Quickly on to Derry and Cork, Mark. Two teams you're obviously very familiar with. Um, you're also coaching in Derry this year, obviously with uh, with with Neil. Um, and you, you obviously have a number of players that are obviously in the panel, but you come up against both these teams this year. Kevin Walsh in with in with Cork. Uh, maybe no coincidence now that the two Connacht teams that they met in consecutive weeks, Mayo and Roscommon, who finished first in Division One and third in Division One, you know Cork were, were able to grind out you know really really impressive wins. Uh, Stephen Sherlock was was probably the star of of both those wins. Mark, uh, I'm not sure if he played against you in the National League or not, but you know five points at the weekend there as well like, against Roscommon, who who would have come into the game obviously fancying them their their chances, but what impressed me, Mark, about about Cork was Derry. I'm not saying Roscommon are very like Derry, but Davy Burke 
is is very much like most coaches now. You know, there's it's, it's a lot of process driven football. The way it's common, we're playing slow, methodical, structured attacks. Strike runners coming, dummy runners coming. You know, they were sending the likes of of Davy Murray in the full full forward to try and sort of maybe create a bit of space for the likes of Big Enda to run at teams and stuff. So I'm sort of looking at this game thinking one of the most impressive aspects of Cork was the way they got after uh, the the Roscommon kickout. You know, now that's okay going after the Roscommon kickout. Obviously, Colin McCallaghan and Ian McGuire are two fine, fine midfielders, particularly Ian McGuire. But they're up against two different animals this week with, with Connor Glass and Brendan Rogers, who you could perceivably argue, Mark, maybe one of the one of the most impressive midfield parents in Ireland. So, how, how do you see tactically this game going by? I think, look, look, Mayo probably have been the one team that's improved most over the last seven, or sorry, Cork, the team that's improved yeah. most over the last seven or eight weeks. The one thing I'll say again is going to say, I do think Cork really struggle to break down a real rugged, structured defensive system. Yeah. And yeah. I do believe Derry will strangle the life out of them this week. Yeah. Because there's yeah. no bet from seeing Derry. I think they're the best defensive set-up team. I know Clare played them twice, and I've seen them another time. They're the hardest team to break down I've seen. And they just get so many bodies behind the ball. But it's not only... like People sometimes, it's lazy Jerusalem or lazy Comet. Oh, Derry's very defensive-minded. It's 15 players behind the ball, but every player knows exactly where I'm going. If you watch five of Derry's game, you'd pick Shane McGuigan will always be in the same spot. Connor Glass will be in the same spot. It seems to be a zonal, but they just know each other where they're going. And if one man misses, it has to go somewhere, and another man drops in. It's just like telepathic, and it's a serious coaching being done with them. And to be fair, since the Rory thing and Ulster finally recovered well from it, and I do I think Cork will really, really struggle to break that down because I know from playing it that was Cork loved that game again the flow and the serious athletics of me and Maguire yeah. and then the probably Sherlock the Pout or the Matty Taylor them boys love space to run into now yeah. I watched the Roscommon game last week and to be fair Roscommon probably should have been out of sight first 20 minutes and yeah. Roscommon maybe kicked themselves missed a lot probably should have the game over but to be fair Cork were the most impressive team I've seen pressing the kick out I think the la in six of the first checkouts in the second half, they took three points out of them. And like they were really, they really went after a scum and kick out. And they have that big, like they have big men. I know Rory Dean went off injured, but I think he's going to be okay. They have five yeah. or six by six foot five that can win their own ball. But I just have this feeling we're cutting there. I just think Cork will really struggle to break that defensive shape down. And look, if you're playing against Cork, I know. I, there were two things people terribly Sherlock and Hurley always, like Brian Hurley didn't take in Roscommon I don't know if it would be fit but yes Sherlock and Hurley do the score yeah. but I'm telling you two men that set serious like Matty Taylor and Sean Powder do serious yeah. serious damage and I have no doubt Derry will man mark them two boys this I'd be shocked because I'm just you know the amount of analysis teams do and watch yeah. Yeah. I would say Derry will yes but the one thing I just I, I'll just be able to see how Cork are they able to break Derry down? Because look, you know what you're going to get with Derry. You know, Derry's going to let them have the ball. Some, they'll press some kickouts, they'll drop off, and Derry's happy to let you have the ball. And Derry will go back to the 45 and say, Well, there you go, break us down. And it's like it's okay, but it's just they're so they're so good defensively. But also the, the one thing Derry have brought different from last year. If you think last year again, Galway, they were caught out where Galway mirror imaged them. Derry weren't yeah. actually that good offensively. And I think that's one thing. They're the highest scores in Ireland at the minute. Mm-hmm. If you look through, because through McKenna Cup, National League and all their championship games, there's one thing they have really, really brought to their game this year is offensively. They're so good. And there's so many, everybody talks about Shane McGuigan. Yes, he's scoring, but they've so many scores come from all over the place. Yeah, And I'll just be interested to see how Cork deal with that hard running because there's one thing with Derry, when they get the ball, it's serious hard runs. There's no mucking about with the ball. If they if they suck you in, turn you over, it's hard runs going through the lanes. And it's another thing, like, oh, I think Owen Lynch will have a massive game this week because I know from playing again there, even a few weeks ago in Langford, where we had cleared 14 men behind the ball, and that was our goalie. Everybody was manned up. And next thing, Owen Lynch comes up to 45. Yeah. And everybody's manned up in a man. And everybody's going. And I remember saying to Claire, player at half pain, you need it. I says, I can't go because he's in the heart. You know, you can't defend 14 against 15. And Derry's a one team who very rarely give the ball away. If yeah. you look, they very rarely look after the ball. It's not like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll turn them over. So I think Cork, it's a massive challenge this for Cork. 
because yeah. it's what they do when Derry pu- push everybody inside the 45. It's what Cork do. Because Cork's yeah. going to, who are they going to look? Because Owen Lynch has proved now, he's kicking two and three points every game now. Yeah. yeah. So it's a big, yeah. there's so much happening. Look, it'll be a big test for Cork, but like, to be fair to Cork, they've made a massive recovery since they lost to Clare and the Monster. They really have really, and to be fair, they've, been, they've played actually very good football. But look, like Brian Hurley, Brian Hurley, would be a serious boost for Cork if he starts now. He didn't start, and then and when he doesn't start, it's nearly like right. If we can keep Sherlock, if we can keep that, then you look through all Cork scores. If you in round that arch, they do struggle to score if you close it up for Sherlock. So I have no doubt Derry will do a real defensive, and Derry not know, don't care how they win the game as long as they win it. And I'll yeah. just want to see how Cork doing that. But I think Cork have a lot to do. Again, again, Derry, this like Derry just I think are sitting yeah. ready, they're framed. And Daniel, just Mark talking about Owen Lynch there, uh, the influence he's had, like you know, obviously, Der- uh, Cork unquestionably at some stage will, will, will try and press Derry as systematic as Derry are. Daniel, probably the most systematic team in the country, probably the, one of the best organized teams in the country, defensively and offensively. They're also one of the best ex- exploiters of uh, the 1v1 situations. They showed that in, in numerous games this year as well. There have a lot of players who, who, who what I would call nearly their explosive agility up front is, is phenomenal. Their ability to, to drive and change direction and plant and go and, you know, particularly the likes of Ethan Doherty. And, you know, Paul Cassidy's having a brilliant season as well at, at centre-half forward. But, Daniel, there'll be no surprises from Derry this weekend. They're, they're using a very, very small squad. That's probably a huge advantage for them as well, knowing more or less what their strongest 15 are and who the three or four coming in is, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the lead up is, is going to be nice for Derry. I think last year after winning Ulster, there was a massive. I think there was a massive boom afterwards. You know, and you were playing a couple of weeks later, and it was kind of hard to hard to keep a lid in the hype. But I think that the three games, the three group stage games, have been it's business as usual, nice and calm. And even the Clare game, the last game, it obviously was again. It was it was nothing too mental. They they got over the line, but there's been no real talk about them. And I agree yeah. with you. It's interesting, like that. So many teams are coached now to not go to contact, to 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 work around the cordon, to not to go at a weak shoulder. But there you're really good at lining you up, getting an overload, maybe a two v three or something like that, and going at a gap. You know they they are really really explosive. And as Mark alluded to, like the pace they have on counter attack is sensational. Like it really is. And I often joke with you about the you know the student and the. And, and the student teacher and 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 the, the regular teacher, you know, student yeah, the kids yeah. will always tell which is which. But I think at the moment Cork are probably the student teacher. They're on the first stage of the development, you know. Whereas Derry are Derry are are, are the teacher. They're really they know what they're about and and they are. I I think they're I think they're going to cause a massive massive shock at some stage this year. I I I have a little inkling that they could um that they could upset a few teams, you know, as we get down to the latter stages, and it'll be. You know, we talked about you know your defensive structure. There, there is attacking structure is excellent. It's really, really good. And, and as both of you probably know, trying to coach attacking structure is a, is probably the hardest thing to do. You know, to try and try and get that organisation. You know, and you're you're looking at let's say we've talked about this a good bit, Stevie. I kind of off air as the voice say, but you know, you you look at the, the some of the top teams at the moment. What differentiates them? It's just naturally really good inside forwards who yeah. on their own. Can be really good. So Clifford for Kerry, uh, Con as we were saying, uh, the McCurries, the Canavans. These these fellas are just naturally really good forwards. But what I think Derry have slightly differently is that as a unit, they're an extremely well coached forward unit and how to break down defenses. And I think that's a massive tool because you can see that individual forwards, even one forward, two forwards, can be marked out of a game. Like I know we're going to talk about Kerry and and Tyrone in a while, but. Like you, you see what what Kerry are going to do, to, or what Tyrone are going to do to that Kerry forward line. Like it, it, it you you have to have an organisation outside of individual skill. I think probably Cork are still at that stage where your inside forwards, your Sherlock's, your Hurleys, these these sort of fellas are still relying on them just being good footballers rather than the whole process that's around them. You know, so that'll probably be the next stage of development for Kevin Walsh. I'd say, but but answer a lot, answer a, a, a short question in a long way, but. I, I think Derry are on a really nice path at the moment and I'd say I'd say they'll win handy enough. And Daniel, it's, it's probably fair to ask you this question than Mark because obviously Mark's coaching him this year. Like, but Shane McGuigan, like, is he does he get the 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 respect that he deserves to get? Like for me, Shane McGuigan now is one of the top forwards in Ireland. Would would you would you agree with that? Yeah. Do you know what's funny? Like, I, I nearly think he works too hard at times. 
for for an inside forward. Now that might sound counterintuitive, but like you you see him so often in the transition back in his own forty five doing dog work like I mean even you go back to that Ulster final and he was winning he winning the kickouts in the last couple of minutes out 70 metres from goal like it's a fantastic trait to have but I, I, I think he is I think he is he is absolutely top class but I think the closer Derry can keep him kind of reserve that energy for him being creative and for, for getting on as much ball as they can in opposition half the better but he's um he's top drawer he really is he's top drawer yeah. and, I, and I kind of refer back to the, the whole system that's around him if, mm. if he gets nullified it's not the end of the world for Derry because yeah. there's a whole system to, to kind of cushion that blow, you know? Yeah. And Mark, you're going to go, before we move on to Armand Monaghan, you're going to go Derry, Derry to win comfortably? Yeah, Derry, there's a craving of waste up there. Derry Miners are now in the Ulster. Yeah. The Iron Final, Derry yeah. on the 20s. It's a county that's buzzing now and I just think yeah. the Derry seniors now are in a good place and I think it's a very good draw for them and I think Derry, yes, yeah. Derry, four or five points. And, and Daniel, you're the same. Yeah, same as, and I actually saw that, I saw that game, the my, Dublin and Derry Minor, that Derry Minor team are fantastically coached, it's like watching their senior team, you know, it's, yeah. you, I'd say that's flowing through every development squad, the same style of play, like, yeah. so, as Mark said, there is a, there is a crest of the wave, and they're all singing off the same hymn sheet, you know, so Derry for me in here. And that's important, when you're, when you are in a crest of the wave, they're raising, they're raising tide, lifts all boats, it's important to, to obviously keep it going. Uh, Monaghan or my boys, um, Dorney uh, played against Monaghan in the group stages, uh, you, were, you were wild and lucky. I think it was only maybe the last five or six minutes Monaghan tagged on a couple of late scores. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Look, to be fair, we actually probably could have won the game, didn't. But I think, look, Monaghan, Monaghan's right, saying Monaghan people are probably going to be giving up. But they're very lucky. I think they're lucky at the minute to be at this stage. Yeah. They've been, they were now to be fair against Kildare, probably slipped up Kildare. I know Glenn Ryan was giving out with the referee, but it wasn't the referee that yeah. beat. Kildare, yeah. Kildare, two or three goal chances. They had to took yeah. them. The game was over. Now, the only thing Monaghan, probably the draw Monaghan would have won that. Monaghan could have hand picked it, they'd have picked Armagh. And they make no mistake. And plus, Monaghan, they're probably sitting thinking, we're here, we're in the quarterfinals, and we haven't did well. Bar yeah. the Der- I seen them again, Derry and Selby Park. And to be fair, I thought they were outstanding. I thought they were brilliant yeah. that right. day, but they had three weeks to sit and wait in Derry. I thought tactically they were brilliant. They, were the, they mirror image Demet or Derry. But they mirror image them right, right on the money. There was nothing left to chance. Plus they changed their team to sit Derry to go with pace. And I thought that night watching Monaghan, it was as good as I seen Monaghan play in two or three years. Now against yeah. Clare, I thought they were. I Clare, I mean Clare should have beat them. I don't. And Clonus that day, I thought Clare should have beaten them. But look, should have, could have, didn't. Monaghan won the game. It's a great sign. You're playing poorly and winning. Now it was a big surprise. I'm getting beat by Donegal. And it just, but it shows your resilience. There's one thing about Monaghan, and the one county in the whole of Ireland, every one of their players will go to the wall for you, no matter what. Yeah. And yep. that's the one thing. And look, make no mistake, they'll be sitting right where a quarter final will played very poorly. So, and yeah. they're playing Armagh, look, but it would take Monaghan to really, really improve. They aren't playing, they're not playing well as last two or three weeks. And it's, it's not just you can flick that wee button and all of a sudden, you yeah. can play well, and I would just I'll just wait to see what team Vinny puts out because I know in Monaghan again, Derry they dropped a few of the older guys and brought pace in. And look, there's one thing about Armagh and Crow Park, Armagh are an athletic, big they athletic are. team. They are, yeah. And I'll just be interested to see now what mm-hmm. way Vinny puts his team out. And to be fair, look, Vinny Corey probably hasn't got the respect, I don't think he's got the credit he deserves. When you think Monaghan, probably it was one team everybody thought going to get relegated, and now he has kept them up, but he's also in the Iron Court finals now. But it will take Mullen to really, really improve to give Armagh a game. But I do think it'll depend on the Mullen team. Just be interested to see what team he was out. But look, make no mistake, Mullen will look at this game and think this is very winnable. And if somebody had to sit to Vinny Corey at the start of the year, you'll keep Mullen up and you'll get into an Iron semi final. Yeah. I think he wouldn't have thought that in his wildest dreams. And they're only 70, 75, 76 minutes now. Away from that, but the only thing are my I think again, it's like that. This is a team again sitting waiting. I think any of them teams coming off last week, a win, will be doing really, really well to win the game. As a team, I've just seen it this year in my own when Clare and got to Monster Final and we're, we were playing week in, week out. And next thing, Donegal were sitting three or four weeks. Bang. If you look at Kerry, three or four weeks, or Kerry were playing constant. Next thing, they all were just sitting waiting. I think that week. It's going to be massive for a lot of teams. 
And look, there's no doubt our ma have been sitting in Monaghan up. Right, yeah. look, we have a week prepared worth Monaghan. Last Saturday, everything's in a hay after Mainers winning there and then winning in Tullamore. But yeah. the only thing, it'd been very easy for Benny Curry this week because he'd be able to really, like Monaghan and my age went in or going into the game in perfect situation because they were poor. They were very, very poor against Kildare and probably should have been beat. So Benny will have no problem focusing them, getting them ready, but it will take a massive improvement from Monaghan from their last two displays. Yeah. And Daniel, there's nothing saying that the old dog for the for the, the, the hard road and Monaghan certainly have experienced like even the likes of McCarthy there, like you know, Connor McCarthy and Carl O'Connell have, have obviously been a revelation at, at five and seven, especially the move of McCarthy for me. I, I called it there actually a lot of months ago. I thought that Connor McCarthy playing wing back was 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 a really, really hugely influence for them. But um Michael Bannigan has has appeared, you know, this year. I, I seen him playing against Down in January in the McKenna Cup. Could see very, very clearly a brilliant, brilliant footballer. But you know, the likes of Darren Hughes, Desi Ward, um, you know, McManus came off the bench in the last few games. The Wileys, you've coached them yourself, Mark, as well. Win the championship with Bally Bay, Kieran Hughes, like a huge experience there, Daniel. You know, and and, and how much will that experience count on 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 uh on Saturday? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Like that they, they were they were really poor against Kildare. You know, that they, they looked I thought they looked a bit heavy legged, looked a bit lethargic. Um now, in saying that, Kildare planted all 15 inside the 45 and, you know, there, there probably wasn't a whole heap of space for, for Monaghan to be going into. But, mm. um, yeah, firstly, I think Vinnie Corey's done incredibly well to be to be where he is, to be perfectly honest. Like, I mean, for how long has McManus been carrying the can for scores for them for over the last couple of years? And realistically, he hasn't really made much of a dent this year at all. Um, I think Stephen O'Hanlon's been really good. I thought he looked like a really bright spark last Sunday. I thought he was... Um, I thought he was sharp. I... You know what? If if there was ever a team to cause Armagh a few issues, it could be Monaghan. That they're they're in, like Armagh and Monaghan are fairly known quantity for each other. And I like if I was if you were saying that Monaghan came up against Kerry this weekend, I'd be a lot more worried for Monaghan to be honest with you. But I think that the, the bit of dog in them, as you say, the, the the they're they're a gnarly grizzled sort of team. I, I think they probably they'll have to keep it from looking too pretty. I'd imagine you know it can't be um if they get caught into kind of a running match where it's a transition game up and down the field. I think that won't be ideal for them. I think if they can put it into kind of a, a set piece a set piece style game and it's you know it's it's relatively structured. I think Armagh will struggle with that a small bit. Um, I still I still think Armagh probably have a bit of a kick in them yet as well though. So I'd be I'd be concerned that if if they get a run on Monaghan, I'm not sure the legs might be there. Um, and especially coming off the bench, I'm not sure that they're there for Monaghan. But look, you write them off your pearl. Like, I mean, as you said, <laughs> like how many times have they got out of got to get out of relegation trouble in Division One? Um, I, I yeah. was, you know, I, I wouldn't completely write them off yet, but I, I'd say Armagh will kind of be, while they'll be slightly nervous about it, I think they'd fancy it as, and especially in Croke Park. I know, I know everyone says the pitch is the same size, but it is, it is a team for speed, or it is a pitch for speed, you know. Yeah, and and Tony Armagh have played quite well in Group Park in the last couple of years. They got a brilliant performance there last year against Dublin in the National League, uh, twenty twenty two. Obviously, last year they were they were very unlucky in the quarter final, lose to penalties to to uh, to Galway. Ryan O'Neill is obviously coming back into the team this week. Mark, huge addition for them uh, to go to to go to Carrick and Shannon and beat Galway was a, I felt Mark for me was you know a very very significant point in McGinley's journey with this group. Um, you know, Rory Grugan was excellent that day. You know, kicked four points, uh, including the, the the match winning free. Connor Turbot from from Clanearn is is a brilliant footballer, very explosive. You have Andrew Murnion back as well. Dorney a handful. Um, you know, obviously Falkers popped up with a point. Stefan Campbell, like the spread of scores, I think that six or seven scores the last day out, and that was without Rion and Neil. And I don't think too many give them much of a chance to get into the Galway game. You would have Armagh getting in on Sunday, obviously, bosses as favourites, would you? Yeah, to be fair, I agree with you. I thought. The Armagh beating Galway down in Carrick was a massive result for McGinney. And to be fair to him, look, he was, they were probably under a wee bit of pressure. McGinney was probably under pressure of getting relegated this year. But you yeah. think they were very, very unlucky. They went, they should have beat Kerry. Yeah. They lost games. I thought the Galway game was a massive win for them. And look, mm. when you look at the Armagh team, there's height, there's serious pace, there's athletic. They, they seem to, I think, McGinney has built a really, really strong squad of players. Yeah. And I'm not saying they'll win the line, but I do think they're one team that will take an awful lot of beating. And to be fair, look, I've made no mistake, they probably blew the Ulster final that day. They went two up. And yeah. we're talking about that press and check out. When they went two up, you're, 
they're saying press the kick out and they give Derry the kick out. And next thing Derry got the next two scores where I'm yeah. a great believer in. Yeah. Go and make everything a battle. And I would say Armagh have learned from that. And I thought, look, to be fair, they were flat again Westmead, could have been caught again Westmead. But that was that was to be expected after coming after the ultra final. But I think from that game, they've mm-hmm. got really, really improved. And that Galway game was a yeah. massive win for them. And then they're going to have the group. And I think, look, Armagh players, and Daniel made a suggestion there. If this game was played in Tullamore or Port Leash, I would be giving Monaghan a massive chance just because of the local derby. And the one thing with Monaghan, they're, they're down. But the fact yeah. is in Crow Park, Armas, yeah. like, like Jarlie Oak coming from Pete, they've just yeah. a pace all over the field. Jarlie Oak, they've rain. Mm. Connor, you mentioned Andy Murnian. The pace all over the field. And Mark, and you, also, even, you also talked about Oren Lynch's influence. Ethan Rafferty. Yeah, Ethan Rafferty. He's like an extra but, man in Crow Park. But that's to be fair. To be fair, that would actually be brilliant to watch Ethan Rafferty and Rory Beggan. Rory Beggan, yeah. Like, even there last week watching Sean Patton and Niall Morgan, it was just brilliant sitting on TV just watching these two keepers. Like, yeah. it's a long time since you... Like, 10 years ago, it was unheard of where the bat, most, the biggest bat in the field was between the two keepers. I thought last week <laughs> Niall Morgan and Patton was brilliant. Yeah. Can't wait to yeah. see... Ethan Rafferty and Rory Began this week. Now, Ethan Rafferty, obviously, a wee bit more comfortable on the ball than Rory. Like, and Ethan Rafferty, I would say, will love the fact playing at Croke Park. But I think Armad referring to McGinney and even Kieran McKeever and Donny, they've created a, re- they've a really good squad there. They have, yeah. One team that can, I think, like people give out, oh, they don't play to their stand. Sometimes they bring Rain O'Neill mm-hmm. out around the middle, but that's okay. They've Andy Mourning and they've Connor Turbot. Yeah. And they're now sometimes, I just like their. They can vary it. They mix it up. I think it's brilliant. They're not predictable. Like you couldn't say from one week to the next what way Armagh's going to play. And I actually love that about them. Where I thought they've got a look. They've got. I thought for three or four years Armagh were so predictable. Now yeah. I think they've got away from that predictable. And you just don't know what yeah. they're going. Are they going to play a running game? Are they going to play a kicking game? Are they going to sit tight? I was just going to say that you know obviously they're they're really well organised defensively. It's it's a it's an area of concern I have. Their full back line, you know, the last day it was Paddy Burns, Kieran Higgins, Ian Fogger. It could be if uh, could be a line that, that that could struggle, you know, in the in the latter stages of the championship, maybe against a better forward line that they're coming up against this week. But certainly, Dorney, um, from from Armagh's perspective, the ability to be able to kick the ball is a huge advantage going into Crow Park because if you're one dimensional and you're running the ball, it's 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 harder, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's hard, and it's just it's one thing. I I just think that. So good at it last couple of years. They really have mixed their play up. They can run it, yeah. they can play a running game, and they play a kicking game, and they mix it up. Now it's actually they're actually very, I hate saying this is a down man, but Armagh is actually very good to watch at the minute. Yeah, you know, but, you, you yeah. and they they are good to Jesus, watch. Jesus, Tony, for fuck's sake, we scored eight goals last week. What more do you want, boy? You can't. You see, this is the problem, Daniel. You can't please these down supporters, but you know. Oh, they're, they're, I very really have eight goals. <laughs> well, it's really good. <laughs> Armagh are very good to watch easy on the A but look and to be fair as I said it will take Monaghan now if Monaghan come with the same sort of game plan and energy they brought to Celtic Park that night I would give Monaghan a mark because I thought tactically that night Monaghan yeah. went to score so, absolutely call, outstanding call it there who are you going for Armagh Daniel if if Armagh don't get uh, don't get caught up in trying to out macho Monaghan and they just play a bit of ball I think Armagh will win as well yeah Lads, f- finally, uh, tasty, uh, Kerry Tyrone. Daniel, I'm going to start with you because you love this uh, Tyrone and the and the cause. But talk to us about the cause. <laughs> talk to us about the I, cause. I tell, you, I tell you what, I was looking. Do you remember the score Conkle Patrick got there last weekend where he yeah. burst through about seven lads and he turned around. He was just looking for someone to hit. He was looking for someone to hop <laughs> off. Just, do you know what? It just, uh, Tyrone are dangerous when they're like that. And I think yeah. they, they alluded to it in the Sunday game when they have that bite. And I think I think uh, Tomas O'Shea called it nastiness. They, they have a real fucking bit of nastiness about them at the moment. And I, I think, I like, Kerry are such a known quantity for Tyrone. When Tyrone bet them a couple of years ago, like whatever year, well, I can't even remember what years, but when they bet them in, in Croke Park, that's practically the same Kerry team, more or less, that, that was there then. And you're looking at the Tyrone team now. It's a whole new. It's 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 practically a whole new forward line. It's it's yeah. an unknown quantity for them, and I I think Kerry have, Kerry have, or Tyrone have a massive advantage midfield. I think Kerry's midfield has is is not saying they're bad footballers, but they're not Kennedy and Kilpatrick. They're not uh, they're not these massive ballers who are all action six foot five apiece, get up and down the field. 
I, I like what Tyrone are doing. They're 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 dropping in a midfielder every so often for a long ball option. They're the the two Canavans, McCurry, just floating around there. Like they're they're just a tonic to watch. Like I can't wait to see them in Crow Park. I mean, they're they 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 go and take chances. Probably a lot of a lot of inside forward plays been coached out of lads these days. But these boys are pure corner forwards. You know, they're absolutely top class. I I I think I think if if Tyrone can limit Clifford to single figures. I genuinely think they could stifle the rest of the Kerry team. I, I think I think Tyrone are a really dangerous animal. And do you know what? I there, there's there's part of you would wonder, like, will, will Kerry will will Kerry come out and try and mirror Tyrone? Will they come out and try and play defensively? Because at the moment, I, I don't see any major pattern. I don't think it's Kerry's natural thing to do. Like the the Tyg Morley sweeper is a one man plus one. Again, that doesn't really work if Tyrone or if Kerry are going to go man to man everywhere else because Tyrone will pick you apart. So that's going to be, it's going to be a really interesting battle. But mm-hmm. I I just love where Tyrone are at at the moment. If they can, they have these lapses within games for maybe 15, 20 minutes where they just seem to switch off. They they get the job done for a while and then they kind of flew it around for a little bit. If they can really go after Kerry, and I think they will. I think there's a thing there with Tyrone and Kerry. I mean, you look at even Jack O'Connor and Mickey Hart there last week, the loud, the loud Kerry game. Kerry went after loud like no team has. And that was purely a Mickey Hart factor. There's an element of that that is still in Kerry that we want to show these Tyrone lads because I think anytime a big days came in Croke Park, I can go back to 03 and the puke football statement and all of that sort of stuff. I think that lingers in Kerry a little bit and it lingers yeah. a lot more in Kerry than it does in Tyrone, you know. So well, look, I'm going to call a big one, I think, Tyrone. Yeah, and look, they haven't, Donnie, they haven't beaten Tyrone really in, in a really significant game in Crow Park, you know, in, in a long time. And obviously, uh, Daniel touched on it. Myler, McGeary, Canavan, McCurry, Donnelly, Canavan. They bar Manny Donnelly there. There's pace in that forward line, Mark. Like there's there's plenty of pace in it. But I suppose the one secret weapon maybe that Kerry have won't be on the field on Sunday, but but certainly or Saturday, but certainly Paddy Talley's influence behind the scenes. He will obviously know this Tyrone side, Mark, you know, very, very well from from obviously, you know, being from Tyrone, but having obviously obviously coached a lot of these lads at St. Mary's as well. Like what what what's your view on it? Do you agree with Daniel there? No, look, there's no doubt Tyrone love the fact they're playing Kerry and make, make no mistake. And look, to be fair, but you have this is, it depends what Tyrone team turn up because Tyrone are they're probably the most inconsistent team yeah. in Ireland at the minute. You think like again West me, John hit they were whatever a post for me knocked out. Now maybe that gave them the wee kick start. They were very good again, Donegal. I wouldn't say they were brilliant. They were very good. Now funny enough, I went and watched Tyrone and Kerry this year in Oklahoma on a Sunday in a league game. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, after 20 minutes, Kerry were seven or eight points up. Something just whatever flick. Morty McNally was refereeing. I never forget. Brian Duder, something happened. Somebody was down. Brian Duder went out and was given out. And next thing, whatever happened, whatever was said, Morty McNally started letting stuff go a wee bit. And Tyrone just loved it. And it, with the intensity that Tyrone brought, Tyrone ended up now. Kerry had nothing to play for in the league. It was her second. As they did, they probably, they were more or less here. But Tyrone were fighting for their lives. But Tyrone came out the second half and just went into, like, cut into Kerry. Went after them and everything. Now, I know Murphy made a bad mistake with Kerry Gold, and Tyrone won the game by two or three points. But I remember, I remember Jack O'Connor, and definitely watched him along the lane that day. The last 20 minutes, he was so agitated. He was giving after the lane's men, third or fourth officials. It was really grinding on him. Yeah. That Tyrone were actually bullying them. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. On Sunday, on oh, sorry, on Saturday, Brendan Colley's down to referee the game. Like that's obviously going to have an influence on it as well. You talked about how McNally let it flow and how he let Tron get in around them. Like Brendan Colley refereed that that court Roscommon game, and he let an awful lot go by an awful. Yeah, lot no, he him. let and look and that made Tyrone Pete. There's no doubt, Ronnie McNabb and these boys will be sitting mm-hmm. and Matt and Matty Donnelly and Frank Burns and McGat Mailer and going. Hempsey, Hempsey, Hempsey. We're going to get into these. This is just great. Mm-hmm. There's probably. The, the foam's dripping at the mouth when the referee was announced. That, and to be fair, Colley lets it go that way. But look, Tyrone, yes, serious pay. And I love the way now they've actually able to mix it up. Daniel mentioned it like mm. years ago, it was Tyrone Wee Man. And now they've mixed it up. Kilpatrick or Kennedy go full forward to do hoof that ball in. But look, McCurry, and to be fair, when you look at Dark Cam, and he's actually brilliant to watch. But when's the last time you've seen a top class? Every time you look at, he's a smileless face. It's actually just, I love being out here. Give me the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I would say there was a few words said in the Calvin household the other day because I'm thinking the first half, he should have slipped the ball. He should have kicked the ball to Rory. Rory was clean through and he shot. Yeah. But look, when you look at that forward, like you mentioned the names, like on paper, Tyrone, like yes. they've, uh, they, they, they've, they've serious, serious players. But for some reason, since they won that iron, they just haven't been the same now. 
I'm going to be really devil's advocate. I don't care. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have beat Kerry in that Iron semi final that year, the one that Iron made for Clifford. Remember, he went off. Clifford yeah. went off with cramp because he just really struggled. Now, you mentioned Paddy Tan. I remember talking four or five weeks ago, and he just said, Oh, I hope I never, I don't want to bump into Tyrone. Well, unfortunately, mm. now he's got Tyrone, that no doubt yeah. being massive emphasis. But I think, look, Kerry took serious learning. From the Mayo game where they went yeah. real man to man, and I don't think you'll, I think you'll see a real different Jerry this mm. time. And I still think we, we mentioned all them Tyrone players. Look, I'm all right with David Clifford, but Potty Clifford's no slouch. Shawnee O'Shea's no slouch. Gavin White, I've never seen him in the Monster Final. I've never been impressed with somebody as much just the pace he has, Tom O'Sullivan. Yeah. I yeah. think Jerry, it's that league game, no doubt Jack O'Connor would have been this week driving at home how they were bullied and they were this and they were that. They were serious. And plus, the Alarm semi-final, even though it was a different management, Kerry for a different management, they still beat them in the Alarm semi-final that year after extra time. And I do think Kerry just, if I think Kerry would beat them. I think just on, on their day, I still don't like Tyrone, very inconsistent. And don't get me wrong, there's nothing raised Tyrone more than the Kerry jersey, but I just have a feeling that Kerry will have a wee bit too much for them. And yeah. I do think Jerry will have their homework done better this time than they've ever done for playing their own the championship game. Just just before, it's very interesting to sit down when you talk about the pace and the power, that you, you know, we've seen them up closely. But what's surely one area, Daniel, you know, is an area thrown look at a con Kilpatrick, you already mentioned, Brian Kennedy, who had a wonderful game the last day against Donegal. That midfield will fancy their chances against Jamer O'Connor and Jack Bayer. An area of the field, Daniel LeCarrie have really struggled in since the retirement of David Moore. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And it's in fairness, they're, they're both team teams are kind of well matched up either side of the field. Like there's going to be some fascinating yeah. matchups. I think you know, I talk about Myler probably go back and Polly Clifford and who who will Hamsey pick up? Who will Mc, um, who will um, who will McKeon pick up? Thomas Sullivan. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting matchups. But I think Tyrone definitely have a little bit of an advantage midfield. If if Kerry, like we talk about squeezing kickouts, like who who likes anything more than than Morgan going over the top of a high press? Like you know yeah. and. It'll be. I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I think Tyrone definitely have a better midfield. Um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be a fascinating game. I really do. And, and you're talking about Brendan. Call if Brendan Colley lets it not lets it go, but cons- just has a consistency like he did last week. Yeah, I exactly. think. I think. I think it's it's going to be an absolute rip roaring game. You know, and it's yeah. it's. Uh, but I think there's a definite advantage for Tyrone in midfield. I think there's like other areas of the field. There are there's probably strengths and weaknesses both sides. But I think there's a very clear advantage for for Tyrone in the, in the middle of the park. Yeah, call it there, Daniel. You think Tyrone? I think Tyrone, yeah, for the crack. Mark, you're going to go Kerry? Yeah, I'm going to go Kerry. I'm going to go with the four teams that were sitting, sitting waiting. Yeah, sitting waiting, sitting praying. Yeah. Well, I would love nothing more than a partisan Ulster, Tyrone, Armagh, Derry, all the semi final, and then the country just to go into Melton. That would be the same. <laughs> you know, but hi, lads, listen, thanks very much, lads. Brilliant insight again. Um, you know, we'll hopefully we'll hopefully see the two years before um the All Ireland final. We'll get it, we'll get a look at the All Ireland final in a few weeks. It's hard to believe that the season will be over in a few weeks' time, actually. Uh, but uh, look, brilliant insight, lads. Mark, all the best with with Slug Neil, Daniel, all the best since investors as well. Uh, you know, two two very good coaches. It's brilliant to have your knowledge here tonight, lads. So thank you very much, man. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Thanks.